0: Hey there world changers, welcome to another edition of the From the Heart podcast where I'm just talking about all the things that have been on my mind. I just thought of something that I've I've got to get out there. I'm actually sitting in my car right now after taking my daughter to school and I just thought when I get these ideas I'm just going to record them on the spot because if I wait, I take notes and I wait a couple of weeks, often the the energy is, is gone and I don't even understand my own notes. The topic of the podcast, thought of the day, today is you're got to stop coming up with elaborate ideas for software and apps and games and startups and projects and conferences and festivals and all of this stuff before you've gone and built community and actually gotten people to take real action. So usually when somebody wants to do something interesting, something that's trying to change the world will come up with this big idea. And sometimes the ideas are really elaborate and they'll cost millions of dollars and people are investing all this time. And if they do get some money, they're writing code and designing stuff and building websites and trying to get people involved and trying to build this like snowball of this thing. And then after they've built the thing or made some progress on it, then they're like, Oh, now we have to get people to sign up. And then I don't think unless you've done this before, anybody realizes just how difficult it is to build a following or to build an audience so you've put all this work in now you've got to sign people up you know you've got some friends that will will share it around, but inevitably it's it's a huge job to get out there and bigger than most people will realize and then you've got people using it, and then you realize this chicken and egg thing that you, people are using it, you realize that you didn't quite design it right, that all oh, that doesn't work for that. And you know, we really should have done that better. And if we would do it all again, we would have done it this way. And then once you've got all these people using it and the shape of it and the nature of it will change quite a bit. And this is the bit that always drops off the end. Everybody just, and I don't know why we all do this. I mean, I did this most of my life as well, is that we just kind of assume that people will take real actions. In the real world, they'll write letters, they'll start using going plastic free, they'll eat less meat, they'll put in some insulation, or they'll get an electric car or whatever it is. As a result of all of these projects, and they'll, people will be like, oh, yeah, we just put a link, you know, we put this wonderful project, maybe it's even a museum experience. And yeah, like, here's like a link. And then, and people don't, go through that process they don't really flesh out what is the action did the person do the action can we get a feedback loop of the action and then what happens to the people that we just kind of sign them up and then they kind of disappear like what's the ongoing you know communication and community building experience of whatever it is you are building so this is the general pattern come up with an elaborate idea maybe build it if you can get funding put a lot of work in then you try to get people to use it and then completely kind of forget and don't do the action design bit properly and tend to revel if it is successful in terms of getting people to adopt it or in getting media coverage we revel in the amount of people that were involved the signups the media coverage this could be called vanity metrics and tend to not focus so much on what the real you know the real action is at the very end and using that as your ultimate measure of success Now, I've done this pattern most of my life, really. Everybody does it. I'm changing the way I do everything now. I think we've got to switch it all around. I think what we need to do when we have an idea or something that we want to build is just keep the idea as just a sketch because it really might change. If it's a game or an app or a software or whatever it is, just just keep it sort of as a a little illustration, a little hand-drawn illustration on a napkin. And what you want to do is just keep it as like a a hand-drawn, like an illustration on a napkin. And then what you want to do first is build a community around a shared goal. Now, the goal is not the project. Like, The goal might be, for example, to get rid of landfill or ocean pollution or zero waste living or whatever. That's the goal. But the kind of vehicle that gets you to that goal will probably change quite a lot. So people often are, are thinking about what the app or the project is. Just kind of forget that. Keep that on um on a, on a low burn low burner not not a burner not a gas burner we're not using gas anymore just a just a sketch and then really build a community around the shared goal the vision so you want to crystallize the vision we want to live in a zero waste plastic free no trash community that's the goal and then try and sign people up who want to be part of that goal who share that vision would you like to join a community with me and we'll work together on a shared mission to get our community to zero waste that's an exciting goal it's an exciting vision and you're leaving it very open as to what the thing will be and you don't need to build software straight up and this is why it's totally different to the y combinator mvp startup model where they want you they want you to build software that is able to build an audience that can scale and then be able to sell to a larger software company but if we're in the job of trying to change the world we actually have to achieve changing the world not just build software and Software for software's sake, you know, like Gmail or, you know, enterprise software, like Salesforce, it exists only to be software. Whereas all of us working in environment, like we exist to actually make change happen in the three dimensional, real, natural and urban world. So it makes it very, very different. So we can't follow that stuff. We really can't follow that startup model the, the way kind of Silicon Valley does it. So what you want to be doing is not burying your head in, in software and your ideas really illustrate the vision and build a community around the shared vision. Because when you get people working in a group towards a goal, they will form with the shared vision. They will bond with each other. Humans bond in groups. We are a group species. When we come together with a shared goal, there's an enormous power in, in human, human agency around that. And we're not islands. We work in a group. But the point I was trying to make was don't build software. Use the software that's already there. We've got Zoom calls. We've got Slack channels. We've got Discord we've got Instagram, we've even got just like email lists, right? Like you don't need to go really high tech with this stuff. Start building your community with the tools that are already there and start having a monthly Zoom call. Start getting people to chat with each other. Start learning from people, have real conversations and build the marketing materials that will bring people to the vision. And this is what I've done with the Imagine Project and what I'm doing with Block Club which is just putting a kind of a vision out there and some really nice marketing materials and landing pages. And then you start to practice. That is essential to really do first before you've built anything, because you start to practice in what resonates with people. I was listening to a, a talk by the the guy Eric Rees who wrote the Lean Startup and one of his stories is that he spent like six months building some widget some software widget and you know the software programmers and everyone's like striving over it and they had money they built this thing and then they started to to put it out there and nobody wanted it like they could not get anybody to click on the ads they couldn't get anybody to install it like even with a marketing budget they just couldn't get people to sign on so what he says is and what is a better way to do it, is to start to do the marketing first before you've built it. And it can even be like a coming soon marketing. Like, would you like to sign up for an early invitation to this thing? Or would you like to sign up to a group call or a, a guest speaker on a, like a group Zoom call about this topic? And I mean, if you can't get people to sign up to a landing page or to follow you on Instagram or to join a group Zoom, or you can give people free downloads, you can give people a free audio or a free PDF this is often used in internet marketing, you know, get our free top 10 resources to, to do whatever. If you can't get people to sign up to that, like they're not going to sign up to the, like when you finished it, right? And it, it doesn't matter if like, it doesn't have to be done. Like you can make something look like it's about to launch or it's, you know, on the cusp of launching or, you know, you can even just totally fake it and make sure it's there and then be like, oh yeah, it's coming coming soon, you know build that community up and then you will get a sense of what resonates with people and just try slicing it and dicing it all different sorts of ways, different colors, different copy, different course to action, different communities, and then, you know, see what happens with those, those people. And so, and the next bit of this that is really critical is I personally think now this is my new test for myself and what I'm going to teach everybody who asks me for advice is that, pass the real life human action test before you start building anything. So at this point you should have a community, right? And I'm it can be small, it can just be like ten or fifteen people that are gonna be real fans of your not your actual project, but the shared mission. They're two different things. Diehard fans of the shared mission. And then you want to get them to do an action. If it's something like zero waste, they're probably already doing the action. So you want to maybe find some people that are zero waste friendly curious and just practice trying to get people to do the action if it's trying to install solar go out and practice in real life it's trying to get people to do evs practice it if it's trying to get people to write a letter to a politician if it's trying to get people to plant vegetable gardens if it's even trying to get like a corporation to bring in a new policy this can be anywhere along the individual to corporate to schools to systems to government type of actions and behaviors whatever it is just practice trying to get it to happen and then when you Do that first, then you will realize what truly has to be built. I see people build basically the same type of app over and over again, which is we want to build something that's going to help people take action. And they're just kind of like trying to be everything to everyone. Like here are all these little actions people can take and we want easy ones and we want hard ones. We want to meet people where they are. I kind of call it the um, the green action, everything to everyone app. You know, I mean, this was my first app design as well, like 15 years ago. I was like, yeah, I'm going to build a community that's like jobs and real estate and green tips. And it's also going to be for corporations and it's going to show products. And this is a a terrible idea. I built it. I had funding. It didn't work. Like it eventually died and people just, it's almost like every week somebody contacts me with the same, the same app idea. I I never find them exciting, even if they have funding, like one or $2 million, like I know the path that all those type of apps and projects go and it's it's always the same which is not not a great place people put all this work into something that doesn't really take off because it's not built around ultimately how you create action and you can't do all the actions you can't mix them all together and we're gonna help everybody do everything just choose one if you're trying to get schools to catering to put less meat in school lunches just do that right That's one sliver of helping people go plant-based. It's not even plant-based, which is a a huge thing to focus on. If you want to get plastic-free, just work with restaurants. Like restaurants using less plastic. Another, it's a tiny sliver. Just work on one sliver and then see if you can just practice. Think of it as this, as iteration, as learning, as design thinking, as human-centered design. You want to practice people doing the action and you don't need to build any software or raise any money. You can do this on your own and you can even do it. Probably you're on the side of a, a, a paying job. Try to get five groups, five people, not five groups, five individual people to do whatever the ultimate action is. I think one of the best examples of where I've seen this issue of action fall off the cliff is the Lawrence Berkeley Lab rooftop heat map. The um it's called CARB, the California Air Resources Board funded Lawrence Berkeley Labs to do this really excellent map box map project. What they did was got satellite imagery or was it flyover imagery of albedo. Albedo is the darkness or the lightness of a roof. If it's low that means it's black or it has very low reflectivity. And if it's high, like it's up to you know 0. 0.8 or 1, it means it's white. So basically what we want to have happened in, pla- in places that have hot summers is have all of the roofs to be a light color. And some of the roofs are black. Some of the roofs are made from shredded up car tires. I suppose it's good because it's recycled, I assume. All kind of dark colored tiles in some way. And they absorb a lot of heat and then that heat goes into the building. And a light-coloured roof can actually reduce the electricity consumption during summer by 40%. Like it's a huge difference it makes just by having a light colour. So they did all this work, all of this all of this processing of all of this, these images, and then worked out the albedo of every single land parcel separately. put it on a map for I think it was five major cities in California so there was like LA and you know San Diego all of the all of the big ones and it's really cool right so they did all this map it's great great product so what is the point of doing this map-based project of roof albedo obviously the point is to get (laughs) property owners to lighten their roof Next time they, they have a roof, um, they get a new roof, they make sure they choose, choose a cool roof or they hire a tradesman with the white paint and they, they paint it. There's literally like no reason to do this map for any other purpose than to get the roofs a lighter color. That is its only reason why it exists. It's so well done, this thing. But I had looked at their website like many times. And then one day, (laughs) because I was interested in Heat Islands and reading everything and looking for people to reach out to, then one day I saw this link right down the bottom of the page and it said, Roof Albedo Map. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And they even done like scientific papers on it of all of like the mathematics of how they figured it out. It was really deep and involved process. Basically, almost impossible to find. Nobody's ever heard of it. But this is the thing, like usually often these things aren't great at marketing, fair enough. But the real purpose of this is to go to a property owner and get them to change their roof color. Let's say if that project had brought me on as a behavior designer to work with the team, I would say let's not build any software. Let's not make any maps, do all this complex data processing yet. Let's start by do a little sample. We could even probably do it by eye. Like We could probably just look at Google Satellite View. Right? We don't even need to do any fancy computer science on it let's go and look for a black roof and let's create some marketing materials or outreach materials about how to communicate with the property owner it could be a commercial building it could be a residential building and let's just figure out how we actually get out to these people and have this conversation how do we talk about it? Do we give them a, a comparison chart like your roof is 30% hotter than the roofs around you and this could be increasing your air conditioning consumption by this much? Should we create like a landing page? Should we do, I mean, how do we even get in touch with these people? Do we do it by door knocking? Do we send them a letter? Is there a way to get to the, to the city or the county land records to try to get to the property owner? And then just having that conversation with the attempt to cross the threshold of action, what am I calling it? Real real world action threshold. I'm going to make an acronym. It's going to be a new design thinking thing. But could you get five property owners to actually change their roof? And then you've probably got to speak to tradesmen and then to the white roof paint people. And maybe the white roof paint people will sponsor you or the roof association you've got to build all these relationships do all this stuff and then after you've done that it really make sense about how this project should unfurl like what it should be how much would it cost what is the most direct way to get out to all these people for the the smallest amount of cost so you can efficiently move through a big city that has often hundreds of thousands in la there's even millions of properties to get out to and do you, you probably only want to get out to like the lowest maybe 10 percent the kind of worst performing areas And then once you've done that, then you can look at the map and then be like, okay, now how do we do this? And that's a big process. That means that in terms of the way the budget was gotten, you're going to do it completely differently. It's not just going to be a computer science job and everyone's like, cool, done now, forgotten. (laughs) It'll be a real hands-on community-based marketing thing as well as the computer science. And when you do write the code, it'll kind of feed into an existing web of relationships and thing that is going on so when you're having your projects that's what you got to do build a community of people get it to pass the real life action threshold and that could take you a year or two like often these things take a long time to build and then once you've you'll have an insight you'll be like this is what i have to do we actually really do need an app and it needs to be the app needs to do this and it will be a completely different idea to what you started with. Or we do need a game, but the game is going to be this type of thing, not that type of thing. And it will cast you out of these ridiculous apps I keep seeing all the time, which are try- trying to be all things to all people and they never work. So we can stop doing that and start getting very specific, very granular, very articulate in the type of impact we want to have. It's completely based on action, action first. Action first, action first, action first. I'll tell you what, I have been building software that when you build software, a lot of it dies. It doesn't often work. You're making things and they're not going anywhere. Don't fall down the rabbit's hole of getting up every day and writing code and designing stuff and building community and talking to people and not actually making the change happen like if you're not holding someone's hand and leading them like lead the horse to water here's how you do it about you're really focusing on the actions I mean you're just kind of working in like a you know like a thought bubble really I made this really cool zero waste game a few years ago that I hand coded with a friend and I put all this work into it. And I mean, it was really fun. I loved it. I mean, it's it's gone now. We didn't maintain it. I wouldn't have done it the same way. Great learning experience. Would do it differently a second time. Uh, And I'd spent all this time like writing code and playing with the CSS and getting the copyright and all this stuff. I mean, if I had spent the same amount of time, like really helping people one-on-one to go zero waste, like hey, let's have a conversation, let's do it, let's catch up on Zoom, let's have more groups. I would have done it a bit of a different way. And all that time I spent writing code and designing was not actually, like in none of that time I was helping there be less plastic. There was no less plastic happening. So people can spend three years working on some elaborate change the world thing. And in that time, there's no houses going off gas, no solar panels being installed. They're not working on changing laws. They're just tinkering away on books and PDFs and code that often doesn't even go anywhere right? So so don't be that person. It's not saying that we shouldn't be designing things and writing code, but make it past the community and the real life action test first. And this is how I'm doing it from now on. I am I basically am quitting building software now for a while until I can do it this way. This is how I'm building the Imagination Project. And this is how I'm building Block Club. There is no app startup or business. This is a mission and intention. The mission for the Imagine Project is to Imagine biophilic cities or urban spaces or anything kind of environmentally themed. Imagine what it would be in its utopian incarnation and then figure out how to make that happen in in the real world. What is the only umbrella goal of this group or this movement? And I've got a whole bunch of ideas for how that could be commercialized into maybe apps or businesses that could be STEM, you know, under the umbrella unless I can actually get people, you know, to imagine spaces and actually make some real green walls or green roofs or urban redevelopments happen, I'm not going to try and come up with like a startup idea or start designing an app, you know, until I've at least gotten maybe like five green roofs, like under my belt, like that I'm manifested to happen of my own work or somebody in my community, I helped kind of them manifest it. And the same thing with Block Club, like I have a kind of a sense of what it could be as a software startup but first I've got to get people on, got to build the community, see if I can help real building owners, real homes and businesses get off gas, get on solar, switch to EV, go plastic free, start growing their own fruits and vegetables. This can be with government, with corporations, with schools, with individual homeowners. Unless I can start getting people to do that stuff, I'm not gonna write a single line of code or promise any investor that i'm gonna turn their million dollars into a billion dollars or whatever i don't want to be sitting looking at css and json objects when i could be having real conversations with real people and actually be there with the tradie you know unscrewing the the gas pipeline and taking it out and throwing it in the trash i mean you've got to be like hands on the real world action be planting the tree be putting the pick into the concrete. And some of you listening might already be doing this. Part of the reason I'm making this podcast is just to tell myself the same advice because I feel kind of like ashamed, like a bit of a loser that I've spent, been so devoted to this space my whole life, but yet I have failed at the really nitty gritty practical stuff to make it make it happen. And now I see basically my own kind of like errors of thought of being so big picture thinking and not really granular make it happen at an individual property by property level and I, now i just see so many people following the same kind of error of thought that i've made this is the bonus of getting older now i'm 40 i've had 20 years of trial and error and you know a lot of us follow the same kind of thought patterns that's it i'm going to stop talking now thank you for listening. I really hope this has been enlightening to you because I think it's like a really big deal and it's really only been in the last few months that I feel the penny has really dropped for me on this stuff. Thanks for listening. I hope you get a chance to sign up to the Imagine Project and Block Club. They will be at katiepatrick.com forward slash imagine and Block Club will probably also be at katiepatrick.com forward slash block club although I actually did buy the domain blockclub.us but I've got to build it all out. Hopefully by the time you'll be listening it'll be out and, and you can sign up. So thanks again and I will see you next week.